Welcome to the Crimson Circle Show. Whether you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, The Awakening Zone, CrimsonCircle.com, or watching, if you want a real treat, you might even want to go watch at CrimsonCircle.com, our monthly meeting. This meeting is a very special meeting today because it is All Saints Day. And we are higher than kites because we have dressed up and acted out and had a lot of fun with it. So, in celebration of that, in our earlier segment, we actually had everyone come up and we had the audience vote on who their favorite costume was. Now, before we actually announce who the winner of this contest was, I invite our studio audience to stand up for a minute so the cameras, for those that, ca that are watching, can see some of the fun people that were here. So if you're still in costume, would you stand up? Go ahead. Ah, uh, yeah. This camera up here, right in the front, yeah. Ah, there we go. There we go. Okay, so, so you can. I'm, a, I'm excited about the uh, the the results. Everybody voted at the uh, at the break, filled out a ballot. Ballots were tabulated. You have the results, and, and the money award for the winner. One hundred U.S. Oh, dollars yeah, yeah. for the winner. One hundred moolah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, One hundred dollars. Wow. This is no cheap organization here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got to get out my crystal for that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yes, sir. Bless that dollar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, are you ready to find out who has won the All Saints Costume Award? Yeah. Okay. Now we need some sound effects back there with the production. Amazing. Now, okay. I must say that there were quite a number of people that got a few votes here and there, but the winner was certainly a standout, surprising standout, not even anybody even close to this person. The winner is... The winner for the 2014 Halloween All Saints Day costume dress-up is... Adamas. Trapped in a crystal. Oh, me? oh thank you. Trapped in a crystal. <laughs> Adamas. Trapped in a crystal. <laughs> Trapped in a crystal. Oh! 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 Whoa! Get me out of here. Whoa! Whoa! You're free. You're free. Free Adamas. Did you have anything? Did you want to say hello? I, I am enlightened, and I thank you all for coming today. Annie Tandler. And forevermore. And Annie Tandler, here is your award. Woo! Look at that. Big bucks, Annie. <laughs> I break even on the costume. <laughs> okay, I guess we have something to worry about. Adamas is out of the crystal. Yes. Uh, Adamas is out of the crystal after how long was that, Adamas? Uh, well, I don't think we've ever heard. 20,000 years. 100,000. Oh. Come on. Give the poor ascended master a break. 100,000 years in the crystal. Broken out right here. Okay. Okay. All right. With now, that. Let's get serious. I think we're ready, sort of. For something. But my what cape is not, I'm not used to my cape. It's like you gotta. You're not used to a cape, but you are my you Superman. Down. Yeah, well. You are my okay. Superman. Okay. Okay. So. To those who are listening in for the first time ever, I'm sorry. Sorry. 
Well, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to predicate this with the fact that Adamus from the very beginning said that we should dress up, just dress up. And Jeff and I at first were like, oh God, we don't I, I work a, in business I put a anymore. Suit on for the next meeting. Yeah, and so you know we got formally dressed, and he was like, no dummies. I mean, like act out, dress and roll, have fun. So this is the ultimate. And the, the stuff is kind of, oh, spider webs okay. are falling in my drink. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that is kind of annoying, yeah. isn't it? Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't think we should try to shift the energy other than to just breathe it in. So, as we get ready for the channel, I invite us to take this moment of passion, breathe it in excitement and celebration and breathe that in. Breathe deeply, allowing and flowing with each breath. Feel the excitement in the room. It radiates to anyone listening, to anyone tuning in. So please, each of us, breathing and feeling through all that we are, flowing with the breath, flowing as it touches our heart of our soul and ourself. Breathe with all that we are in this now moment. And as you can feel, Adamus energy is very close by. Jeff, trying to bring in Adamus. Adamus, not sure about his outfit. <laughs> You can feel that in the air. <laughs> so breathe with that, the celebration, the energy, and the excitement. And the music's going to play. And it's very special music that was picked for us. And I invite you, as you breathe and listen to this music, opening your senses, imagine you speaking and singing to your soul. And imagine your soul singing to you. So breathe with all that you are, opening your senses, human and divine. We're a thousand miles from comfort. We have traveled the land and sea. But as long as you are with me, there's no place I'd rather be. Shut up. 
Welcome, viewers and listeners. Welcome to all of the other Ascended Masters who gather in this beautiful space on All Saints' Day. Yeah. So let's take a good deep breath as we begin our gathering. First, to address Linda's comment about my costume. <laughs> let it be known, let it be recorded that I'm much more comfortable in my Superman outfit, my superhuman hero outfit, than I ever was in dull and drab sports jackets and jeans. <laughs> Much more appropriate for an ascended master. Yes. Next on the list. Music. Ah, music. Now, I do occasionally, once in a while, chide Caudro for the music selections, uh, pop music, as it were. I do indeed love the classics. Ah, not so much of an opera fan at, at all. But the one thing I do love about your music, of contemporary music, is the feeling, the words in it. Ah, yeah, words in opera, not so much, rather drawn out and dreary. But you take a song that was just played, and you listen to the music, the words, the, the passion that expressed, not just like regular words, but you listen to it that this is your soul singing to you, ah, or you singing to your soul. Let's try it again, if you would recue that music uh, video. Let's try it again. 
This time, uh, we'll dim the lights. Listen to it like first, like you're singing out to your soul. Feel the passion, feel the, the excitement. Then, somewhere into the music, like your soul singing to you. That's, that's the beauty of it. So, let's have it again. We're a thousand miles from comfort. We have traveled the land and sea. But as long as you are with me, there's no place I'd rather be. I'd rather 
Ah, yes. Now, profound point of the day. Um, Linda, would you write that? Profound point of the day. I'm going to remove Calder's shoes. How uncomfortable wearing shoes. Profound point of the day. Oh, and Linda, could you help me with my cheesy boots? Only the master can be in service. Yes. <laughs> and uh, a, a foot massage for the superhero. Ah. Profound point of the day. <laughs> and let's get this up on the screen. Profound point of the day. And. A-N-D. And. Catch up with me, Linda. Uh, and uh, my cafe, Sandra. Yes, cream, please. No goat's milk. Profound point of the day, and this is something that we're talking about in Kihak, but I wanted to mention it here because it is so simple and so profound. And, and you're not singularly dimensional. Well, you are, but you aren't. You're acting like it. You're, you're dressed like it. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you, are <laughs> you are playing the part, but the reality is you are not singular at all. Nothing about you is supposed to be singular. You're not working towards uh, multi-dimensional, multi-consciousness. You already have it. Thank you. You already have it. It's already there. You're just not using it. Case in point. The first time the song was played, you listened, you enjoyed. Oh, it was a nice, uh, beautiful song, good lyrics, a good beat to it. You listened to it, but you listened to it like you listened to life, like in a spectrum about that wide. It felt good for three minutes and 52 seconds. I was gone. Oh, you, you got a little reprieve from everyday life. You, you got to just watch the, the great video and listen to the lyrics, and then it was gone. And there was so much more to it, and other layers and levels, beautiful layers and levels. When I said, now listen to it like you're singing to your soul, it changed the entire meaning. It changed the entire meaning energy and consciousness of it, just like that. And I said, listen to it like your soul is singing to you, and it was even more beautiful. Oh, I'd rather be with you. Why don't you let me? I'd rather be near you if you let me. You see how the simple and changes everything. Life, everything about life is in multiple layers, layer upon layer upon layer. But you've, all of you, all of them, all of you – ah, yes, I can't help but look at myself dressed like I should be in that monitor. Yes, kind of the way I looked in my last lifetime as Adamas, once I was freed from that awful crystal. Yes, yes. Now you know what it's like. You're free. You're open. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And everything in life is multi-layer, multi-dimensional, not hierarchical, not 
in stair steps, but going everywhere, every different direction. But you get focused on one perspective. Oh, I'm not doing a stair down here, my dear. You just look so lovely. I couldn't help but to admire death itself. <laughs> and, and uh, oh, if I could, please, a gift from me to you. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Enjoy your dinner tonight. You got a problem? We all have problems. Even ascended masters have problems. You don't realize what it's like being perhaps the most famous of all ascended masters when I go to the ascended masters club, having actually guided 852 of the current 9,000 plus ascended masters. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you think? Oh, <laughs> wow. And Whoa. I don't care. And, and at any moment I choose, I'm out of the Ascended Masters Club. I'm out on the Ascended Masters Master Golf Course. You heard of the Masters <laughs> Tournament named after me. <laughs> Tough crowd today. <laughs> and you got a problem. Something bad happened recently. Right? It did. It does. It's going to keep happening. It's not going to go away. That's the good news. <laughs> no, that is, you're living here on this planet in density with traffic and police and, and, and yeah, every grocery stores and people. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was rubbing uh, Calder's mustache for him uh, with other people. You're living here. Well, of course there's going to be challenges. We're going to be talking about one of the big ones in just a moment. But yes, there's going to be stuff. You have taxes, and you have, you have your belly that you have to feed, and then you get headaches, and then you're not feeling so good, and you get sick, you, and you have relatives. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the biggest flu of all. <laughs> Relative flu. You wish they'd fly away. There are going to be things that come up. Quit trying to make them go away. Do they minimize? Absolutely. But you know what happens is after a little while, you're not putting your attention on all of your problems, whether it's aging, whether it's uh, getting physically sick or money. You see, you get focused on that, and then you forget about and. And. In everything in life, there is an and. Everything. No exceptions. There's an, there's an and, meaning that if you stop for a moment, whatever you're doing, however you're doing it, all your damn misery and suffering and pain, which I actually – I'm going to say this. I got a little filtering problem with my channeler right now, but I'm going to say this. I actually think – I'm not looking at anybody. <laughs> I, <laughs> I actually think some of you kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those problems. What would you do? Well, first of all, if you didn't have all those problems and all the challenges, you wouldn't feel alive. I, I know it's kind of twisted. It's kind of warped, but I need my accoutrement. But it's kind of true. You know, by having this series of problems and having to solve it, and then you get to be kind of the hero who solves your own problems, 
Now, it doesn't make sense, but nothing about being a human makes sense, so <laughs> let's just call it that. But you cause problems, you create problems, or you attract problems, so you can bring them in, and then you feel a little bit alive. Jesus, i got something to do today. I can solve my, all my damn problems. And, and then you bring them in, and then you kind of solve them, but kind of in a, well, less than complete way. But you think you solved it. And then you say, oh, look how good I am. I solved my problem. That's called the problem hero, you see, because you create – you can laugh, that's okay. You can create – even though nobody else is – it's okay to be the only laughing voice in a crowd of bored and <laughs> sleepy people. So you create these problems so you can solve them. And then when you're not feeling so alive again because you're just focused on the singular boring life uh, and forget about and, uh, then you create more problems. You all know who I'm talking about right now because I'm talking about all of you <laughs> and you especially. So you create these problems and they're really not problems. No, they're really not. Uh, actually, they all go away. Do you notice that your problems go away other than death? Death isn't a problem. Death is a release. So you don't have to worry about death going away. It's All Saints Day. Laugh. Oh. Death. That's a death joke. That's what kind of we talk about in the Ascended Masters Club, because we're not so worried about death. I'm not going to get into it today, but death is the last. Did you say Ascended Masters or Offended Masters? Both. Yeah. We don't have restrooms. We have uh, offended master rooms <laughs> when you just get tired of it. Where was I? <laughs> Are you being paid for this? <laughs> <laughs> I should be. <laughs> so you create these problems to solve them, and then you keep creating problems. And you don't need to unless you want to. And if they're in your life, if you're doing this, my friends, you have to take a good look at yourself. Not a hard look at yourself, a rather humorous look, a really humorous look at yourself. I mean, just pretend you're in the Ascended Masters Club sitting at my table, looking down on yourself back on Earth, uh, toiling through all these problems, and then you'll have a good laugh. Uh, uh, you really will. <laughs> you don't laugh now so much. You're trying to, you're trying to force a laugh here. Uh, uh, Thomas is not so funny today. Come on, laugh! <laughs> Let it out. <laughs> Ah, death. Let's have a laugh about death. <laughs> it actually is pretty funny because it's not the end. It's the end of that old identity, that problem hero identity, but it's not the end. Not at all. You've done it a lot. We've talked about it. We'll get into it sometime soon. But I have to say that death is the last great obstacle in your consciousness about enlightenment, because you're still afraid of dying. Yeah, yeah. You, when, I, when, I, when I tell my funny jokes about uh, holding somebody's head underwater till I nearly drowned them, I have actually gone a little too far with a few. <laughs> but it didn't matter, because the moment they crossed over, oh, thank you, Adamus, for releasing me from that dreadful life I've li been living. I haven't lost too many. All these Would you get a camera shot over here quickly before they try to smile? They can't, yeah. Oh, he's talking about death. It's All Saints Day. <laughs> okay, so death not, not is what it 
not all that bad. But my point is the and, and you listen to the music, it was nice, you know, but it, it touched consciousness about to that degree, really, really small. It should be like that. It should be like that. And into the, all the aspects, all the different dimensions, your soul singing to you, you singing to your soul, you singing to all those people who are problems in their life. Could you imagine? This is a beautiful a cappella song, just singing to them, I'd rather be with you. What was that? <laughs> rather be, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, just it'd loosen the situation up a little bit, right? But you're afraid to do oh, I don't want to. I don't want to go out of line here. I don't want anybody thinking I'm crazy. <laughs> Little too late for that. Could just go for it at this point, you know, being in that middle ground of knowing that you're crazy but trying to pretend that you're not. Uh, it's really hard. That's really tough. Uh, there's a lot of resistance to it. Just let it go. And the profound statement of the day and in everything you do, I don't care what problem hey, – stop for a moment. Feel into your big problem today, today's problem. Whew. No, just one, not eight. <laughs> big problem, okay. And you're looking at it from one perspective, one slice. You wave the and, crystal and wand. You wave that, and suddenly you realize that there are many, many other perspectives that you're not looking at, not just solutions, but the problem itself. You start to realize the problem itself is actually much bigger than what you thought it was. <laughs> bigger meaning it's not just this little, tightly focused, laser-being, crappy, shitty little problem. And, oh, it's a huge problem. God, it's been going on for about 8,000 generations in your family. Oh, it's a really big problem. And it has to do with lack, you know, lack of abundance. It flows through ancestral karma, ancestral biology, and you, know, you get some illness, and it's because your great grandmother had the illness. Ah, it's not a little problem, it's a huge problem. But the beauty in that is that there are also beautiful, huge releases and resolutions, answers and new perspectives that you would have never considered. When you live in that little box that doesn't have these three letters, A and D, in it, you feel trapped. Uh, you know what it's like now that you've set yourself free. You know what it's like to bring that and into your life. Stop. Stop dwelling on the little problem. Go for the big problem. That's my motto. <laughs> now, it's beautiful because suddenly you realize it's so overwhelming, so ludicrous, and so beyond you, the human, to resolve it. It is big. I mean, generations, lifetimes, cosmoses, big problem. And you go, I'm not going to solve that. It's, I'm not going to try to fix anything. It's actually not even my problem. It's their problem. And you take a deep breath, and so it becomes. That simple. It's not irresponsible, not whatsoever. Why should you take responsibility for a butterfly flapping its wings on the other side of the world right now? Why? Well, why? Because you kind of like to do it. That's why you've been doing it. That's why 
we continue to have talks like this where I'm mildly offensive, <coughs> somewhat provocative, and amazingly humorous, even though you're not laughing now. But you will someday when you re-listen to this. Next month, I guarantee you'll be laughing when you watch that video. Hello. So, and, and no matter what is going on in your life, would you please, would you do yourself this favor? Stop for a moment. Take a deep breath, and remember those three words, A-N-D, und, if you're in Germany, uh, what it is in other places, you look it up yourself. And there is so much more. It's multidimensional. It is not a singular problem. It's not a little problem. It's not a singular solution, and it's not a little solution. It's transformational, multidimensional. It doesn't come from here. Here is going to be singular, limited, little, annoying. When you take that deep breath and you bring in your I amness, uh, let's call it today, let's call it the I andness, just to be cute. Oh. <laughs> ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just made that up. You bring in the I. <laughs> I have to resort to cheesy humor because sometimes you're just so stuck. Uh, and it's too hot in here, right? Yes. yes, way too hot. Open the doors. Turn off the air. Turn it off. Just shut it off. Open a door. And your I andness. So I have to resort to this uh, cheesy humor, which actually I think is funny, and, and provocation uh, to get you to stop for a moment. Because I know right now that at 4.12, you're going to walk out that door, or that one. You're going to walk out those doors. And you're going to say, that was nice. And you're going to remember the costume. And you're going to remember the chocolate. But you're not going to remember your Ascended Master superhero. And all of the statements, and all what we talked about. Why? Because you get right back into that little sliver, that narrow perspective, that I got problems kind of life. It's time we go beyond that. Way, way beyond that. And I say that, and you nod your heads, and then you walk back out there. Well, I understand. It's seductive out there. Very seductive. Oh, I, I do understand. Uh, it's one thing to be sitting in here listening in online. I'm just so amazed when I look in that monitor. <laughs> Check it out. Yes. I'm, yeah, that's the way I used to You're look. You're so shy. <laughs> I understand it's very, very seductive, all your problems and your issues. And then you say, oh, Damas, I don't know how to get out of all my problems. And I say, just stop and take a moment. Ask yourself even, why, why do you keep calling forth these dumb issues in your life? Uh, they're really dumb. You don't need them anymore. I'm going to ask you to feel that now. You're going to forget later. I'll remind you later. They're dumb problems, every one of them. They're, they're dumb people, first of all, that you're working with. And I don't mean that in any sort of condescending way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, I'll put it a different way, in nice metaphysical terms. They're more asleep than you are. But you don't need that anymore. But you keep clinging on to it. 
You keep hanging on. Don't. Just let it go. You don't have to actually do anything proactive once you really determine that you don't need that or them or it or whatever. Once you realize there's <coughs> the and of your life, all that stuff goes away on its own, like magic, like somebody like swung the magic crystal, whatever this is. And, and it just starts going away. And the, but then, and, then you're going to freak out. We'll talk about that in just a moment, but you do the old freak out thing. Ah, oh, things are changing. I don't know if I can handle it. No, you can't. I'll guarantee that right now. Well, next slide, please. <laughs> you can't handle it. Sorry. That's what you want on the slide? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have said it. <laughs> you can't handle it. And that's the good news. And, and, you don't have to handle it. That's the best news of the day. You don't have to handle it. Uh, you're used to handling stuff, solving stuff, working on things, fixing things, blah, blah, blah. You don't need to anymore. Uh, I'm over here. She's just writing on the board. <laughs> you don't need to solve it. Why? Um, simply said, it kind of solves itself naturally. Have you noticed all your problems have either cleaned up or the people have died? They just go away. <laughs> the people and, and the problems, they just kind of go away. Sooner or later, you're still here. You're able to laugh every third joke of mine. That's pretty, am that's pretty amazing that you can do that. <laughs> I'm amusing myself today. Good. And I always do. So you, you stop trying to solve all your own problems. You, you can't handle it. You really can't. And you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. Really. You shouldn't have to handle all that stuff. The problems of the world, the problems in your life, the problems of everybody you know. You weren't put here to handle that. No. Let them handle it. Let everybody handle what they choose to handle. You don't have to handle a thing. You have this great thing called the I Am, your soul, your divinity, whatever you want to call it. It's you. It's sitting right there. It's just in disguise. It's in latency right now. It handles that. It really does. It, 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 it handles stuff. Now, it doesn't go in and pay your bills for you, but it, this I amness, it moves you out of that consciousness where you even have to pay bills, really. It, it, it doesn't know how to pay bills, doesn't want to know how. It doesn't know how to heal your physical body, doesn't want to know how. So you know what it does? It you just move yourself out of that consciousness, the consciousness of being ill or being broke or whatever. Let's take a big, deep breath for and in your life. Multidimensional. It's not singular. There's not one problem. It's not a little problem. It's huge and it's multifaceted. And in every facet of every problem are tremendous transformations, releases, energies, beauties, gems that are going unrealized right now. Why? Because you get really focused. The simple three letters, A and D, give you a whole different perspective. Next. Enlightenment is timeless, but you experience it in time. It's a great 
and statement. I like this. It's a great uh, – Calder was going to set it down. No, no, this is good. Enlightenment is timeless, meaning well, it's, it's a variation of an old Tobias statement that the future is the past healed. Uh, the en enlightenment is timeless, meaning it's already there, it's already done. We've talked about it so many times. It's there. It's timeless. Oh, I love time and, and no time. We're going to have quite an adventure on our Nile trip. Oh, I'm going to point out something here for anybody going on our upcoming cruise on the Nile. You're going to st anybody here going uh, on it? I know a few. Okay, yeah, there's quite Good. a few actually. Now let me tell you this Sorry. right up front: you're going to start getting crazy, fearful, paranoia, nervous, and uh, everything else. More um, than usual. Yeah, yeah. In a few days, <laughs> you're going to ask yourself, "What am I doing? What a crazy thing that I ever signed up for it! Oh my God!" And you're going to start going through human mental, uh, tiny little focus. Uh, you're going to get so focused that, is it safe? Uh, am I going to be okay? Uh, what about the food? And you're going to start acting like the little paranoia, wretched human that you sometimes act like. Fearful. And it's a great experience, actually. Once you're out of it, we can close one of the doors. Some people are starting to freeze. Uh, one of them – two people get up. Uh, and, and we'll do both, I guess. So you start getting – you're feeling the energies up front. You start feeling those energies coming in, huh? And you're packing your suitcase. Or you say – did I hear you say you were test packing? How does one test pack? You either pack or you unpack. Keep it all fit, take some things out, you know. Good concept. I'll try that next time. So you start getting nervous about it, putting something in. Oh my God, what if, what if I catch uh, – Venereal disease. What? <laughs> Go onto the internet, type in Google venereal disease. You're not probably going to catch it unless, well, we won't go there. You're probably not going to get it. And you start worrying about these things. And I'm using this as an everyday example. You start worrying about these things pretty soon. Pretty soon you, you, you tighten up, you, you withdraw, and then you start focusing. <gasps> you can't breathe. You get anxiety, and, and now you bring these fears, which actually are not going to happen, uh, you bring them to life in a way. They're not going to happen to you in this reality, but they're happening and in another reality. So in a way they're happening, but you're not going to experience it in the physical, unless you're really promiscuous. And then you're <laughs> So you're building these fears, and you're limiting yourself, and then you, the whole time you get in the airplane and you're flying there and you're nervous on what's going to happen. Why did I sign up for this? Adamus, how? Uh, Adamus isn't around. He never talks to me when I really need him. Shut up. I am. <laughs> and then you go on this experience, this amazing experience. We're going to go timeless. I, see, I love time and I love no time. It's an and proposition. We're going to talk on our trip about the fact that scientists argue – some argue, well, there is time. Obviously, there has to be time when they look at the uh, clock on the wall. <laughs> Others argue that there is no time. It's totally made up. It's a measurement system, and it's not real. It has no real physics behind it. Uh, 
And guess what? Both of them are true. Shut up the debate. They're both true. They're absolutely both true. This is life in the new energy. And, and science is being turned on its head right now. And I'm loving it. I've always loved science, I, but not limited science. I've always loved the wide open science, things that are validated, but yet things that are uh, contemplated outside of the box and later validated. So all scientists really do is validate what already is. Uh, they're, they're like accountants, nature's accountants. They're just validating what already is. They're validating your creations. That's all they're doing. Problem is, they're validating just one little, little slice, one little perspective. But the beautiful thing right now, with the changes of consciousness that we've had in these past, let's say, past decade, is that science is being turned on its head. Upside down, twisted. Ah, they're they're getting so frustrated. What's happening is that science is not being invalidated. Current contemporary science not being invalidated at all. It's actually being validated each and every day. The law of physics, the laws of things like gravity and light and in motion and everything else are actually being validated. And at the same time, a new reality is starting to appear that they don't understand, because it's not in the context of current, uh, modern, accepted science. While contemporary science, while contemporary validation will continue to remain intact, now comes a new reality. It doesn't invalidate gravity doesn't invalidate the natural laws of physics and doesn't even necessarily invalidate Einstein's theory of relativity. It actually can enforce it. But what's happening now is the and of life. Suddenly somebody's realizing, you know, this is true over here, everything we read in the books, all the, the studying, it's true, and there's something else happening. This stays intact, yet this is happening, and this is happening. Quantum uh, particles, quantum science is happening, but it doesn't invalidate this. It's not dependent on current science and physics either. It's completely of its own. Now this really has them confused, because they're used to one set of principles one set of laws, and suddenly there are multiple laws and principles and concepts and theories and ideas and ways of living. It's the big and coming to you in this generation. The big and. There's more to life than what is seen through here, thought through here, heard through here. There's so much more. Whether you realize it or not, you're at the leading edge of it. That's why it's tough. That's why it's tough, because you don't really realize you're on the leading edge. You're like, no, I'm just going through my life solving <coughs> little problems, creating new little problems. So how could I be a, pi- a consciousness pi- pioneer? Yes, got your PhD in consciousness the hard way, <laughs> backwards. Uh, literally backwards, I mean, because you're coming from a point of consciousness where you understand everything, coming 
back to a point where you understand very little, and now swinging the other way, going back to consciousness. So where was I? Enlightenment is timeless, absolutely timeless. It's there. It's right now. We're going to be timeless with our enlightenment on the Nile River. You could be timeless with it right now with absolutely no effort whatsoever. Yet consciousness and enlightenment unfold or are experienced in time. It's an and proposition. You are, and you're not. You're already there, and you're experiencing it. And it's the greatest Make a big statement on a, my marquee here. This is the greatest time you're ever, ever going to have on this planet. Pretty sad, isn't it? <laughs> as good as it gets. <laughs> no, it's beautiful because you don't realize the beauty of it yet, the, the fullness, the richness, the the, the passion of it yet. You're still trying to figure it all out. You're trying to solve all the problems and everything else. You're trying to, you're trying to handle it uh, yourself. You don't have to. That should be such a liberating statement. You don't have to. It's not up to you at all. None of it. Save the planet. Save yourself. Save your soul. None of it. None of it. You're experiencing enlightenment. It's unfolding in time. That's the beauty. The Ascended Masters, we talk about that. And we, we sometimes, with a little bit of regret, say, geez, I wished I had a. When I was going through the toughest times in, in my last lifetime, when I was going through that enlightenment, it was grueling, miserable, awful, just uh, punishing, brutal. But I wished I'd had just a little bit of that and kind of over here on the side, uh, just like you know, uh, new science, watching old science, just a little bit of the enlightened self saying, oh, god damn, this is a blast. This is so cool because I am so screwed up lost. I am so overwhelmed. I am so addicted to my problems. I'm so addicted to my addictions. I am so screwed up. I was going to say fucked up, but Caldrew wouldn't let me, so I must say I was so screwed up and I believed all my horse crap. I believed it all. Oh, that was amazing. That was so cool. Who would have thought I could have acted that limited, that stupid, that restricted? Who would have thought? Uh, oh, <laughs> well, you do. <laughs> and, and step over here for a moment. Uh, and you got the, you're still over here, limited, uh, holding back, worried about everything. Just, that's still going on. That, that crap is still there, just like regular science is still there. But you're over here going, and, oh, first of all, I don't care if I die. Uh, that's kind of a big thing. Well, we'll talk about that later. I should have talked about that today. You know, it's kind of Halloween, but I had better things to talk about. So you're just watching over here, and, oh, wow. What was that Adama said? I've got to remember that. Oh, yeah, he said that my enlightenment is timeless and it unfolds its experience within time. I don't know what the crap he means by that, but oh, that is so cool. <laughs> wow, can you believe that a guy can make statements like that? Well, maybe one day I could be doing that too. No, it's my statements. 
It's the best time ever, right now. That's, this is it. I mean, don't, don't let it go by without at least having a laugh at yourself now, now and then, Jesus. Without at least uh, – wake up, Larry. God damn it, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I, no, I mean I'm talking to you, Larry. You, get, you come and sit right up here, right, right there where I can see you. No, come on, sit right up here. You need this more than anybody. Asleep in my humorous discussions? It's for you. And every, every month – I know I'm being brutal on you, but actually I'm being a lot more gentle than your soul's being on you. Yeah, you ought to thank yourself for Adamas. And yeah, – oh, it's a tough class in here, isn't it? Yeah, you sit and drink your coffees and your, your lattes and have to be abused by mm, the Grand Descended Master. Okay. So, <laughs> so where were we? And enjoy it. I don't care what's happening in your life, what your problems are. They're, they're not big problems at, at all. I don't care what the problems are. They're really not. Would you please do the and thing? And write it in that uh, permanent marker on your hand or something. And there's a different perspective. There's always a different perspective. Yeah, some so different that it's going to be uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable at first. Those who are getting ready to go to on our Nile trip, very uncomfortable as we get into it. Why? I'm not doing it. They're uncomfortable because the energies are shifting. They made a conscious choice to go on a trip, and whether it's this or one of our other gatherings, it doesn't matter. But so the uncomfort comes in. Why? Well, because they're getting into the end. They're shifting out of the old body. I have to. I'm not doing it, but I'm helping to guide it. Have to shift out of just the old linear body. So we can do some real work with timeless. It's kind of hard to go timeless when you're uh, dragging around that old body. So there's some work going on on that level. It's uncomfortable. It, it might bring up some things, <laughs> literally. <coughs> and, and, and the mind, it's going a little crazy, and, and then they try, they're, trying to, they're trying to grab hold and manage the mind. It's, it's useless. It really is. For all of you who still do that to yourself, your, your emotion control, your mind control, you're uh, trying to manage yourself. It is useless. So stop doing it. Uh, why? Well, it's useless because you asked to go beyond. Well, I say words like beyond in our marketing. You're like, whoa, let's go beyond. When it happens, whoa, I'm, I'm not, whoa, no, not, not quite so fast. I want to study it some more. <sighs> yeah, you laugh. <laughs> or snort, as the case may be. Which leads me to my next point. I'd like to tell another story <laughs> from my upcoming Memoirs of a Master, a world bestseller smash hit book, yet to even reach the market, but already known to be one of the most popular books of all times. Yes. So uh, let's turn down the lights a little bit, have some moodiness uh, for this. Yes, I'm uh, racing to get the book out. So I have to keep telling these dreary stories, so sorry. But other people will like them. Ah, let's take a good deep breath as we transition into the story 
of the master and the books. And this is actually a true story, by the way. Uh, slightly embellished, because that's what grand ascended masters do. They act everything out. They embellish everything. They don't get so caught up in, th in serious and literal facts and figures. There are no literal facts and figures anywhere. Anywhere. <coughs> Math? It's not literal. It's not facts and figures. Two plus two doesn't equal four. I mean, sure, once in a while. And it equals about nine billion, or it equals apples, or it equals uh, the carpeting on the ground. And, and, stop getting so tight in things. Oh, where were we? Story from the upcoming bestseller. True story, actually. Ah, let's take a deep breath. Over 300 years ago, we started to close down the mystery schools, most of them located in Europe, but mystery schools in other places in the world. We started to close them down, one by one, not because of the church or the law. We had learned to work around that. It was our and. Why? Well, it was actually archbishops, members of the church in very high places that were actually secretly supporting the mystery schools. For they knew that we were still teaching the true mysteries, the mysteries that had been taken out of the church teachings, out of the holy books a long time ago, because it was thought that the regular common people wouldn't be able to handle it. So. It wasn't because of the law. We had learned to go beyond the law, meaning that we had learned to shift our consciousness and our reality a half a dimension away, sometimes even more than that. We had learned it, of course, back in the temples of Tien, back in Atlantis, how to shift a half a dimension away, slightly off from the rest of reality, where we were still there, indeed, we still had our great schools, our castles, our amazing temples, but enough so that most people, even if they were looking directly at the castles, the schools, or us, would not see us. It's not that we created some sort of false mirage or laid a spell upon them. We simply put our consciousness in the and space. We still existed. We were still there, fully in physical and also right outside of it. So we didn't have to run from the law. We didn't have to try to avoid the church. We were in the true and consciousness, just as you can be in each and every day. You can be in the physical. You can be in the mental. You can be in the world, and you can be in time as well. And. You can also be timeless. You can also be enlightened. You can also be beyond simultaneously. So the master walked into the student's room. He was packing. He was sad. The master had had weeks now of approaching each and every student at the school to bid them farewell, to give them a final embrace and final words of wisdom. And he came into Klaus's room and noticed that 
Klaus was indeed very, very sad. The mystery school was closing. It had been Klaus's dream to be in this school. He had been one of the best students and truly one of the hardest workers in the school, always cooperating with the other students, always doing his homework, hint, hint, Chambra, <laughs> and always making his teachers happy, hint, Chambra. <laughs> And he noticed Klaus had a stack of books on a table near his bed. I said, Klaus, what are you going to do with those books? And Klaus said, well, Master, of course, I'm taking them with me. And the Master said, for what purpose? And Klaus said, so I can continue studying, Master, so I can continue learning, so I can refer back to these books when I'm out there. And Klaus said, You know, Master, it wasn't me who chose to leave. I would still be here if it wasn't for you closing this school. This has been my home. This has been my family. This has been my passion. This has been my true enlightenment. But you're closing for what reasons I do not know and I cannot understand. So I'm leaving, but I'm bringing these books so I can continue my studies." The Master said, Klaus, you're forbidden, forbidden to take those books with you. First, they're not yours. Secondly, energetically, you're simply forbidden to take those books. This surprised Klaus, because he had had to pay for the books. He thought they were his, but it was like your cloud classes. You just get to stream them for a while. <laughs> a little humor. So Klaus, Klaus, totally surprised by this, said, Well, Master, what's going to become of, of these books, and why am I not allowed to take them? The Master said, Klaus, as I've told the other students also, the time for studying has uh, – can we do the door thing again? Uh, that door one. That's it. And the heat off, please. <sighs> Trying to tell a story. Where were we? Oh, in Klaus's room. And the Master said, Klaus, the time for studying is done. You and the other students like you had actually become addicted to studying, studying for the sake of studying. It's time to experience. It's time to go out there through that open door. Time to go out there and be in life once again. Yes, you made many changes, many transformations while you were here these several decades at this mystery school. But there is nothing more to learn. Now it's about experiencing. Total experience. As a matter of fact, Klaus, forget everything that you've learned here. Forget the facts and the figures. Forget all of my incredibly profound and wise statements. Forget everything. Go out there now and experience. 
Klaus started to cry because part of him was hoping that there was a chance that the master would allow at least a few of the students to stay on and that he might be one of them. But he knew this was it. He could tell by the master's voice, by the master's demeanor. Klaus looked over at the books once again, the stack that laid next to his bed, and the master said, Don't even think about it. Time of studying is done. Klaus took a deep breath and said, What will become of the books? Are you going to use them for students in the future? Are you going to burn them? Are you going to hide them so others out there don't have access to the secrets, secrets which may harm them? The Master said, No, actually. We take all these books, thousands and thousands of books that we have here in the mystery schools, we go out and we put them in bars and brothels, castles and community centers, literally. We put them around, hide them, put them in a closet or a drawer or behind a, a wall or something, knowing that the right person will find them at the right time, never too soon, never too late. They'll have access because they're ready for it, even if they may not consciously realize it. They're ready if they find the books. He said, one day, who knows, maybe 200 years from now, other people will do the same. They'll put books in hotel drawers. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but for now, this is what we do put them in the potential path of those who are truly coming into enlightenment. We said, Now, Klaus, it is time for you to leave. I'll give you one last hug, one last farewell, and then out through the door. With that they embraced, they wept, for it hurt the Master as much as it hurt the student hurt the Master to know that the beauty of these mystery schools, which have been going on for thousands of years all over the world, were coming to an end, an era, an era coming to an end. No more mystery schools, no more seclusions out in the woods or on islands away from others. The Master knew that this was also the end of an amazing era, but the beginning of a new one. An era where the students would come back and be in life, living life, experiencing life, no longer just studying, no longer isolated in some uh, refuge away from other realities. It was time to experience. Each and every one of you had that Klaus experience in one way or the other at one of the mystery schools sometime in the past. When you were asked to leave, when the school was closed, or when you simply came back from a walk one evening and found the doors locked and could not get in, it was time to go into experience. First of all, your experience, your experience of enlightenment, no longer studying it, no longer allowing yourself that distraction 
Some would challenge that and say, oh, no, but you have to study. You have to. You've done that. You've done all of it. And it's all basically the same. What is written in that big book? Would you hold that book up so everyone can see? Uh, and get a camera shot if we can. Hold, stand up if you would. Yes. What is written? Uh, bring it up here. There's not enough lighting. Jesus, just settle down over there. Just <laughs> yes, yes, thank you, brother. Yeah, what's written here in this book, with all of its, with all of its pages, <laughs> with I can do it, <laughs> with all of its pages. Everything that's in here from the Old Testament, which is kind of like the Tobias days and the Crimson Circle, into the New Testament, which is the Adamas days, <sighs> everything in here, you could study every word and you're not going to be one bit further ahead. Jesus, would you come up here for the photo? <laughs> Just for the photo op, yes. <sighs> We've got to do this. She didn't write the book. I know. <laughs> I wanted to know if she knew the facts. Would you please uh, pose together? Uh, hang on, just get a walk a little bit closer there. Okay, now pose together. Open the book. Big smile, Jesus. Stand, stand closer. Stand closer. Lies. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs> I always love when the new ones are watching. They, they want to turn it off, but they just can't. When they've heard, uh, you should go to this place called the Crimson Donut or something. Uh, they find it on the internet, they show up expecting some reverent spiritual gathering. Look in the show up on the screen here. Look what they're getting right now. Uh, yeah. And then. Uh, yeah, this is what they're seeing. <laughs> Good. Thank you. No more. It's too much. Uh, so, so, where were we? Oh, oh, we were still in the story, weren't we? So, like each and every one of you, having your Klaus experience, saying no more studying. It's about experiencing it, and that's what you're doing. You did it in that lifetime. You went back to your villages or traveled to new and different places, ah, with a heavy heart uh, of the school being closed, so difficult integrating back into the world that most of you actually didn't do a very good job of it. Really not. You, you found yourself in your own secluded space. Perhaps having that time with yourself was good, but so challenging to be back in that reality. So you came into this lifetime and you tried to do the study thing again. Yeah. And not that it's bad, don't judge yourself for it, but you tried to get back into studying. And I was sitting beside you the whole time saying, let it go. Let it go. There's nothing in that book that you don't already know. You learned some things through my new book called Memoirs of a Master, but <laughs> I'm just pimping for some sales here, because uh, I want to top that book. That's my goal. Would you hold that book up again? Yes. Yeah, uh, top that book. Yes. Good. So that's my goal. 
kidding, <laughs> joking, stop. So, <laughs> so you try to get back into the studying, and this is about experiencing, experiencing it. Enlightenment is timeless. You will experience it in time. It will unfold. It will be realized in time. It's an and proposition. It's both. It's not singular. It's not one or the other. You, you should be already learning, understanding. You're enlightened and you're not enlightened. You're, it's already all there, but you're going through the experience of it. It's an and thing. When you, when you get all clustered up or you get all tight about things, stop for a moment, go into the other, the and. Oh, I am enlightened. Good. And then if you want to get back and play in the unenlightened, fine. Take a deep breath and play in that. And then play in the reality where there is no such thing as enlightenment, because there's kind of not. There is, and there's not, and that's the beauty of it. And then in the whole thing that uh, it's fun, uh, once you loosen up a little bit, it's fun to play in the reality of this reality here on Earth. Uh, all started with some uh, some collision uh, that they don't understand called the Big Bang, and it was a, some hydrogen and helium that slammed together in this great big explosion. And from that, this little organism uh, started, and then it grew and grew, and it turned into a whale, and then a monkey, and then you. And it's all science, and, and it doesn't matter, and you're going to die, and nothing's going to happen, and get what you can while you can. and all. That's a great reality to play in. And it's a reality. It's true. Uh, at a recent gathering, I told the Adamus' version of creation. It was, it was amazing. And it doesn't matter. You know why it doesn't matter? You know why it doesn't matter if there was, there's no God, let's say, there's no Big Bang, there was just this little organism and uh, the little green pond scum. That was, the, that was the earliest form of life on Earth, green pond scum. And from it, you emerged. <laughs> you can probably relate to that. Some, day, some days you feel like, the, oh, God, I feel like green pond scum today, because you were. <laughs> it's the and. It's also – this is where it gets fun. It's, you're also green pond scum. So you grew up from this little uh, scum on the ground uh, that, that even birds wouldn't eat, and suddenly you went through this thing called evolution. Yeah, and there's no God, there's no angels, none of that, just green pond scum. There's not even uh, like a god of green pond scum. There's no, it's just green pond scum, it's as good as it gets. So you evolved from that and, and went through, you know, being a turtle for a while. Uh, you know, it's part of the evolution, it's the turtle phase that you go through. And then, uh, then apes and, and then humans. And here you are, and there's no God. There's no heaven. No, really, really allow yourself to uh, experience that. There's no heaven. There's no. When you die, that's it. That's it. You know, no, nothing else. It's an amazing proposition, and I ask you really to play with it, feel it, because suddenly you'll realize, hang on, Adama, something's going on here. And I don't care what you say about green ponds coming and then being turtles at some point. Something is in this whole picture of evolution 
that's still not accounted for, that's still not explained. Something is in here. How did it evolve? Why did it evolve? Why did it turn into this? Why did little green pond scums now be able to send a rocket to the moon, and sometimes not so well? <laughs> Why is it that this pond scum can, can smash atoms? Come on, Adama, something else is going on here. I don't care if you subscribe to the pond scum theory of life or the Big Bang Theory or God in Heaven and you were bad, you got sent down here. It doesn't matter one way or the other. What's in there? What's the common element in every one of these scenarios, which are all true, by the way? Uh, the pond scum to God to everything in between. Uh, yeah, they, uh, uh, the alien master races uh, who, who created you and, and now they're fighting with each other. Who wants you? Actually, they're fighting who doesn't want you, but that's a <laughs> That's another theory. Uh, that's what the fight is about. My God, you went so egotistical. They're fighting for me. No, they're fighting to see who doesn't get you. What is the common element in all of this? Consciousness. Even if it was green pond scum, there was consciousness. And that consciousness, as it expanded, did create God. It did did create the heavens, and it did create all of the dimensions. It created magic. It created everything. I don't care where you came from, how you got here, or where you're going. You got consciousness. You got consciousness. That is the key ingredient in everything. With consciousness, realized. In other words, aware of your awareness. I am and I end. With that, my dear friends, you can live and experience and be in a multiplicity of realities, realities that are absolutely conflicting and it doesn't matter. Consciousness is the common element. Whether you came from God, whether you came from green scum, doesn't matter anymore. Uh, there doesn't have to be some big story about it, because the headline is consciousness is here. That's it. So the mystery schools were closed down so that you could be in experience, so that you could be in life. No more studying, no more books, no more uh, having to figure your way into enlightenment. It was done back then because there were things. We had to isolate ourselves. We had to study some of the things. But then you graduated, and here you are now. Enlightenment is timeless. The experience of it is in time, and it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And we'll also be going out of time with it. We'll be in phase and will be out of phase, and it doesn't matter anymore, because there's a singular element that you and only you own for yourself. It's your consciousness. It goes with wherever you go, whatever you religion you subscribe to, whatever philosophy you uh, become limited to, it's always there. It's called consciousness. It doesn't have mass, weight. It cannot be taken by another. It cannot be bartered. The only thing about consciousness that is all yours, the only thing about it, it can be temporarily 
hidden by you from yourself. Perhaps a play, an act of consciousness to see what it's like to be limited in consciousness. I don't know. doesn't matter, because the consciousness is still there. It can never be buried forever. It can never be hidden from you for eternity, ever, ever. Never taken by another. No. Energy. Energy can be taken. Your energy, mental energy, emotional energy, but your consciousness is always there. Let's take a deep breath, a good deep breath. Next. When you went into experience, particularly in this lifetime, and particularly as you have been doing recently, we've got out of the studying. We, we come to – we have fun. And as I've told you over and over, I'm just the distractor. Pretty obvious. <laughs> Not trying to hide that. <laughs> just the distractor. So. You can take a deep breath. It's been tough out there. You've been tough, actually, with yourself. So you can take a deep breath and just kind of, as Dave was saying, recharge the battery. You get kind of back to yourself. One of the biggest challenges that the student turned the experiencer has is sensitivity. Sensitivity. And that's one of the difficult things of leaving the mystery school and leaving the books behind, is you become very sensitive. Sensitive physically. I'm not telling you anything new here. Suddenly sensitive to things that you never were before, especially things like pollution, but also even nature sometimes. You wonder, oh, I'm supposed to be spiritual. Achoo! as I walk through the woods and do the uh, Walden Pond thing, and you wonder, what's wrong with me? I'm supposed to be – no, no, no. Sensitivity. You see, as consciousness um, is re-awared – it's not a good English word for that – but <laughs> as consciousness is brought forth, <laughs> you suddenly are a much more sensitive person in every way, physically. Sensitive. You, what are some of the things? Very quickly, not long, but just one or two words. What are you sensitive to right now? I, there's also emotional sensitivity. A lot of sensitivity. And my point is, as you are going into more and more experience and becoming more sensitive, I see you then withdrawing. Oh, there's too much for me to handle. You pull back. Uh, your, your body opens up and it, it does a few quirky little things once in a while. You go, oh my God, i got to control myself. You pull back. You get out of experience. The best thing – and that creates resistance, and the resistance is really what hurts, nothing else. There's a resistance taking place because you're not sure if you should oh, – you're not sure if you should or you shouldn't. <laughs> So, so you're kind of in, in a kind of a weird midland uh, of experience and sen sensitivity and resistance, uh, and then you get lost and confused and have to scream out for help. So uh, let's very very quickly with the microphone, not the gun, the microphone. Um, gun later. <laughs> but sensitive. What are you sensitive to these days? What's really affecting you? And I want you to say so others can hear and they go, "Oh, I'm not going crazy." What are you sensitive to? Just very. Uh, yes, Linda. Stupid people. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, and would somebody write this down on your magic board here? Who knows how to do this? Uh, 
No, 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 no. No, no, no. Stupid people, that's your own. And put this up, please. Notice how I'm becoming the director also. <sighs> yes. Too hot, too cold? Fine. Cold. Okay. Keep the door open. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you sensitive to? I just seem to be more sensitive than ever to anyone else's pain. Uh, can't watch shows about children suffering, people <laughs> suffering. It just I can feel it, and yes. I just can't bear your, your it. Your movies and television shows, uh, it's almost easier these days to watch uh, Bewitched than, uh, than right. some of your… Yes. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. Uh, my Three Sons, <laughs> yes. yeah, my favorites, my favorites. Yeah. No violence, uh, right. nice little artificial reality. Yes, Had indeed. a good thing going. Yeah, Mayberry, you know. Uh, I loved watching. Going too far. Yes, yes. I would watch through your <laughs> eyes. That's why I know these stupid shows. Uh, yeah. Did he really watch through you? Yes, good. Oh, that was my good, statement. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> good. Watching pain, uh, and, and it's indicative of uh, TV shows and things. How many of you uh, like, really got more into the violence and the bloodshed and, and things? No? Oh, good. <laughs> there's, there's the door. What are you sensitive to? Physically, um, more sensitive to smoke of any kind. Oh, me too. Pollution, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, Calder is going to quit pretty soon. Keep <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had um, people burning um, branches and yes. tree stuff, and yes. it came straight at us. And even with the windows closed, yeah, I was almost back into like an asthma attack, which I haven't had for a long yeah. time. Good. But smoke. Got More sensitive than ever to smoke. Yep. Good. Okay. Let's make this very quick. Just a few words. What are you sensitive to? Right over here. Just what are you sensitive to? Watching for hands. Could be anything. Physically, emotionally. Noise. Noise. Ah. Big one. As a, Linda, as a, ah. carry it with you or get somebody else. Please. Come we're on. To, I'm having too much fun. To, running I have, like a fool. I have seven minutes. I have a date tonight. So <laughs> please, you. please. So uh, yes. we don't need to write these down. Uh, no. Yeah. Noise. Noise. Uh, yes. What I'd, type of noise? Uh, I'd say, as a former rocker, oh. uh, I can even bear to hear the radio now. So yeah, I'm yeah. in total silence mode right yeah. now. Good. Machinery so, noise. Uh, does that affect you? Any kind you? of loud noise. Yeah. Uh, even people. Shh! I told you. Noise. No noise. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And, and mobile phones ringing during uh, master's presentation. Totally annoying. Okay. Totally annoying. Machinery noise. I, I, most of you aren't aware of it quite yet, uh, but you will, and it would be really annoying and disturbing. Uh, but the sounds the, uh, that machines, uh, electronic, electrical machines make, fans, refrigerators, any of those with motors, uh, because they, they have a frequency that's particularly annoying oh, yeah. to a sensitive master. Yes? Um, sleep. Sleep Skull. disturbance. Sleep you're, you're sensitive to sleep, well, you're sensitive in your sleep, you're allergic sleeper. to sleep. That's <laughs> yeah. a difficult one. I can't sleep. Can't sleep, yeah. Very well. Good. Yeah, that's part of being sensitive. Uh, there's much more to that. Let's do a, uh, what do you call your clown class? Let's do one about sleep. Uh, and yes, yeah, that would be a good one. And everybody will fall asleep and the cameras I'd will like run. I'd like that. That would be really no, cool. Let's put that on the schedule. Yeah, yeah, yes. sleep. With somebody. Write this down. They always forget. Political robocalls. I don't oh, know what that is. Oh, we hate those. What, yeah. are, what is that? You get the automatic phone call. He said, uh, 
you know. Your governor calls you up to say, Pete, how's your, how are you today? Yeah, you, every day, huh? Every day and then four You're, times a day, five times a day. What do you, I get tell, more what do you tell him? Click. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're in the middle of your Collections. Yeah, good. Okay, what else are you sensitive to? Let's go very quickly. Uh, I keep my date waiting, but not too long. You laugh, Edith. Kids. <laughs> you know, I love honesty. Your own or others? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so, I'm sorry, your own or others? Both. Both. Okay. Why? Why are kids annoying? Here, here, here. Just loud, annoying yeah. sometimes. Are you annoyed with the children or with the parents? Probably both. Both. Okay. Good. Yeah, they, they can be. They can be. Here, Bonnie's annoyed a lot. I, Let I don't me want, ask Bonnie. I don't want. I, I want you to understand that you're inexperienced now. Your the studying is over. That whole thing is done. We're inexperienced, but it has it. It takes its toll and sensitivity. As you open your awareness, you're going to get more sensitive. You're pulling back all the time. Oh, oh, this is ter- terrible. No, don't resist it. Just go th- into it, actually. We'll get into that in just a moment in our very brief mirab. I'll be there. Please. <laughs> Bonnie. Yeah, what are you sensitive to? Chambra? Oh, no, I heard. <laughs> Here's Good. One. Two more. What are you sensitive to? Fear consciousness. Why? Well, we were talking about we're in the election cycle, yeah. and everywhere, everywhere, it's like, if you don't do this, we're gonna, we're gonna lose the Senate, and we're all gonna go to hell, and we're yeah. gonna die, and the world's gonna explode, and, and if you don't do this, and do it, and you know, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. just like, delete, <sighs> delete. So, and delete. so, what do you call, what do you call your? Sensitivity? I said fear consciousness. Fear I'm consciousness. Sens- sens- yeah. All the fear phobia. Just fear, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. Fear. Oh, so much about. But I gotta stop for a moment. Um, why? Why? Why is there so much fear? You realize there's a lot of fear and nothing ever really happens. Well, media is propagating it, and yeah, you know, we've got people. Ebola now. Everybody oh, yeah. Fear. If, if 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 the powers that seem to be keep everyone in fear, they can control everyone. Yeah, or, let yeah. Me, and, and, not an or, an and, eh, yeah, yeah, they can control everyone, that's kind of nice, it's kinda, it sounds good, and everybody wants it. Uh, that's my contention. They want it. They want the drama. They want to feel, yeah, the man's controlling us. Nah, the man can't control anyone unless anyone lets him. So it's a... It's a. Uh, they like it. They like the drama. They like the uh, Ebola strikes the world. You know, flu kills a lot more people. I don't hear a lot on the news about flu, other than get your damn shot, uh, which is a conspiracy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Getting flu that shots was a joke, makes right? you do strange things. That was a joke. It doesn't matter. It, it, it's a joke, but it doesn't matter. Fear flu shots. And that's exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, and, and then you're going to be double feared because, oh, I didn't get my flu shot, now I'm going to get the flu from all these sick, stupid people around me and their children that are making noise <laughs> and, <laughs> and smoking, <laughs> and then interrupted by a call from the governor at the, 
and, but then you're living between that, the, the fear of that, and, and then the fear of getting that shot. You've lost before you started. Uh, you, you're sunk before the ship ever leaves the port. But, you know, as humorous and stupid as it sounds, that's the way people live. And, and not condescending, I'm just being realistic, so shut up, I heard you. <laughs> uh, if you can't take this, why do you watch this? If you sit there every month listening, making your comments, just go away. There's other groups that are made just for you. It's called the zoo. So, <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's another word for life. <laughs> and no I, more costumes for you. I'll just be. I'll just be nice from now on. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. So, uh, to my point, uh, and I've got to rush off in just a moment here, but ah, guess what? And I got a problem. See, I'm late for a date, uh, a very important one. I'm late for a date. What do I do? Do I hurry my presentation at Crimson Circle? Do I rush through this? Do I talk so fast that the poor translator is just – I think she passed out back uh, <laughs> Or do I say and? And I'll be late, baby. And and there's no time. And I didn't really have a date. I just wanted to impress you. And they're all <laughs> and they're all true. They're all true. Absolutely, every one of them. What I want you to realize today is the and. Those crappy little problems. I'm not looking at anyone. And come on, get over it. There's so many realities, and they're all true. There's not one better or worse. You left. You actually got thrown out of the mystery schools. We closed down. We to actually we told you we closed down. We never really did, but I had to tell you something. <laughs> Nobody else left. Because it was time for you to, st to, st to stop studying. It was time for you to experience. Well, you're experiencing, but you kind of got into a very narrow focus of experience. It's kind of like you got so into just that role, that act, that costume, that personality, you forgot. And I'm here to remind you that there's one great big and out there, and in there. It's everywhere. It's time. It's no time. It's funny. It's not very funny. And this is going multidimensional. You're in experience. I didn't say inexperienced. You are in. <laughs> and <laughs> you are in the experience of enlightenment. Wow. Pond scum in the enlightenment. <laughs> you are in experience, and it's not singular. Have a damn good time with it. Enjoy every moment. It's not a test. It's not a contest. And absolutely, you cannot fail at it. You can just make it ungodly eternal and miserable, but you can't fail. You cannot do enlightenment wrong. The only little asterisk I would put there, you can sure take a long time at it, which is not so bad. Because, well, when you realize there's really not time, 
and there is time, but it doesn't matter how long it takes. The question I put back on to each and every one of you is, again, how do you want to experience it? Now, as I said earlier, you're not going to get rid of all your problems, yeah, as long as you live here. Living off in the mystery school, we got rid of a lot of problems. Yeah, we just didn't have to face everyday life or relatives. It's my, <laughs> my relative theory of enlightenment – leave your relatives no. behind. <laughs> that was good. Pretty damn good. Dress me up as a superhero every month. <laughs> so where were we? Oh, and you're inexperienced. There's going to be problems. Look at the and. Look at the, let it get big and ugly and everything else, and then look at all the ands and all the escapes from it, or all the solutions, or all the transformations that take place, and then just let them happen. Don't work at it. Don't think about it. You think about it, you're getting back into the limitation. You let it happen. You, you just get expansive with it. You will get sensitive, as long as you're in the physical body, in the human mind. The level of sensitivity is highly increased. It's not because you're doing anything wrong. It's because you're doing something right. You're allowing a greater degree of awareness. The awareness comes to the body, to the mind, to the consciousness, to every part of you. You become more aware of noises and they're more irritating than ever. The closed consciousness being can close off noise, even if it's an amazing bad spectrum of, uh, of uh, volume and frequency. They can close it off. The aware person actually embraces it and then learns that they can be whatever and, but they never try to get rid of it. They just put their consciousness where they happen to choose that day. You're going to become more, oh, you absolutely become more um, uh, sensitive to nature stuff. That's a technical term. <laughs> nature stuff. Because in, in a way, you know, you're not really natural here on this planet. Uh, you're, you're, you really weren't pun scum. I was only kidding. And <laughs> but it's, it's a foreign place, and you're a visitor here, and as your light body comes in, your light body is like, oh, wow, what is this stuff in the air? As a matter of fact, what is air? <laughs> And things fly in the air, and they, they smoke and make smoke in the air. And so the light body's not used to all that. They're, the light body is kind of setting up that it's, it's becoming sensitive. What to do? Well, actually, embrace it, allow it, don't resist it, and stop wondering what's wrong with you and what, everything else. You're just becoming more sensitive. Let yourself have that experience of sensitivity, even if you are sneezing your brains out. Uh, your body will naturally adjust. It will. Yeah. If you don't mess with it, if you don't, if you stop taking all those supplements and all that other crap, as long as you're taking that, the body in its natural uh, transformation is just going to step back. Say, okay, they're going to take all these drugs or. Uh, pharmaceuticals or natural herbal remedies or whatever, okay, we'll just sit back and wait. And once you just allow the true natural remedy, which happens to be yourself, then it will, you'll start getting through some of the sensitivities. You'll start 
being able to uh, attune and adjust to the variable energies and uh, levels of consciousness and, and uh, spectrum of, of consciousness. You're going to get sensitive to people's emotions and watching television and all the rest of that. You don't have to go and necessarily watch violent movies to get through it, but you'll adjust to it. Compassion will help you adjust. You'll help yourself adjust. But take a deep breath, uh, because the sensitivities are there. You're, you're not uh, alone in this at all, whatsoever. Sensitivities are there. Another one I want to address is uh, fear. Fear sensitivity or anxiety is probably a better word. A lot of you have felt yourself experiencing uh, anxiety, unknown anxiety, unidentifiable. You try to identify what it is. You'll do anything from saying, well, it's uh, outside energies, energies of the world. Yeah, to a degree. You'll say that it's uh, the mothership is uh, beaming strong uh, light waves onto Earth right now, and <laughs> some ands are a little bit more interesting. Uh, you, whatever excuse, but you'll, you'll try to give reason to that unidentifiable anxiety. Now you are in a mental uh, process, and you're in tremendous resistance. Then you panic. Panic adds to the anxiety. I probably didn't need to tell you that. <laughs> uh, and then you reach into the medicine cabinet for some, something. Now, I don't care if it's total homeopathic. By the way, you all use that term homeopathic in absolutely the most incorrect way. There's a difference between natural and homeopathic. Do you understand? Yeah. You take a homeopathic for panic, you're taking panic. You know. you're, you're bringing more panic in so that you can adjust the panic. <laughs> but you see the word homeopathic, oh, that's good for me. I don't think all the time it's Whoa, the best thing. Oh, we're going to get emails. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'll take the five of you who really want ascension and we'll have fun. Or a thousand, and it can be a million. Homeopathics, please, if you're going to take something, understand a little bit about it energetically. It's not just that it's natural, it's got to be good for you. It's actually really bad for you. It's like a flu shot. Uh, it, it instills that energetic quality inside you. You have panic? I wouldn't be taking that. Then in your medicine cabinet you have something that's just natural. It's okay. It's natural. It's got to be good for you, right? Because some scientist somewhere has ground up some natural uh, products that came from the dirty earth that you're allergic to now, and ground them up and put them under pressure and heat and put them in a bottle and said, natural. Because they didn't contain let's, uh, a simple little chemical, which is also natural. Uh, any chemical is natural. But you see that it says natural on there, so you reach for it for your anxiety, a natural remedy. Nothing happens, so you get more anxiety. 
and then you take more natural pills, and then you get more anxiety because the natural pills aren't working. And then you think you're special because you have to take ten times the recommended dosage to even feel a tiny little bit of anything, all because it's a natural. And you're like, well, I have special problems. <laughs> I have to take ten times. Other people just have to take one dose. I have to take ten, so I'm really special. My problems are big. And then there's the pharmaceuticals. Good or bad doesn't really matter. They're, they're potent. Surely they're potent. Uh, they override the chemical and electromagnetic flow in the brain. Oh, they'll screw you up, but good. Send you on to a journey. Maybe they'll cure the anxiety, or maybe, just maybe, they'll make you forget about the anxiety. It's still there. But now you've deceived yourself at a new, whole new level, a remarkable chemical level of saying, I don't have anxiety, I'm calm, namaste. <laughs> and you got this other part that's screaming, you stupid idiot, I got anxiety. Ah, I feel so good. Oh, that's an interesting. My point is, before I sign off here, when you reach up there because of your sensitivity, this is your medicine cabinet, not the dead bat. <laughs> People watching it online don't quite see it the same as you. Why is he pointing to the dead bat? When you reach into your medicine cabinet, uh, <laughs> why is he shooting himself today? Why do you think? When you reach into that medicine cabinet and you go for your anti-sensitivity, anti-anxiety, anti whatever, you go for your homeopathic, your natural, your chemical, or whatever, stop for a moment before you do. Take a good deep breath. And, and, your consciousness is blossoming. It's germinating right now. Blossom later, but it's germinating at least. It's opening up. It's exposing itself to realities that have been closed down for a long time, rooms within your mansion of self that have been absolutely sealed off, it's going to feel uncomfortable. Uh, then it'll feel really good. It's going to feel uh, fearful for a while, especially your mind. Oh, as you expand beyond the mind and its crazy little games, you really wonder, what can I do? I, don't, I can't control it. I can't manage it. But you don't know what to do. You take a deep breath, and if anything, you just remember simple words, and. And it's not the only reality. It's not the only reality. There's so much more going on. You just take a deep breath, and then, of course, you remember my immortal words. All is well in all of the many creations. Thank you, dear Shambra. You've been a delightful but unhumorous audience. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. I invite you to just breathe in and feel what Adamus was saying. He's not giving medical advice. This is surely for entertainment purposes. <laughs> so I invite you. I hope you enjoyed today with Adamus as channeled by Jeffrey Hoppe. I invite you to truly love and appreciate all that each of us are. So with that, I invite you, whether it was Crimson Circle, you were listening or watching, 
BTR or the Awakening Zone, thank you for being with us. We'll see you back here on November. I'm sorry, that'll be the December meeting. So we'll see you then. I believe it's December 6th. Thank you so much for being here with us. And as we close out, we're going to play out with MOFO, Marty Sawinski playing for us. Thank you for being here. you see has always been inside Now I can release Pain fell in my past When hard light shines upon it no way it can last There's no use to fight I'll just let it be There's no need to swim upstream Cause it floated right to me And this is who I am I can no longer hide This angel that you see Has always been inside If you cannot find your way Just take a big deep breath Listen to these words I say All begins within So step up and be brave And kill that doubt with trust It's your own life you'll save Cause this is who you are you can no longer hide This angel that I see Has always been inside 
It's always been inside You've always been inside That's all, folks. <laughs> oh, that's why I did so good. <laughs>